what's up everybody coming at you live from a football pitch high above Burbank right next to the Burbank Airport and I say that because if you hear any planes it's because literally Burbank Airport is I could like throw something to it I won't because I'll be arrested right away and you're wondering why I'm wearing sunglasses not just because I'm outside because I have two superstars with me who did an incredible show today I have Lauren Sesselman former player with the Canadian national team, Olympian, World Cup. How many more things do you want? Yeah, you did a great job. Okay, but the check's in the mail, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and of course, Jessica Black from the She Knows Arsenal podcast. But what they did today, I just have to say, guys, Angels Wear Boots, first episode today, incredible, with Nina and Amanda as well. That was a great show. It was a big show, hour long. This show will not be as long because I got places to be. No, I'm kidding. We've got a lot to talk about here, but as I remind you guys about Angels Wear Boots, please make sure that you subscribe to this channel because it's not just football without borders. It's Angels Wear Boots. It's LAFC 360. It's the Expansion Mansion. Sometimes there's fun stuff. Maybe we'll bring back the skits. I don't know. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff that you guys should check out. So please subscribe. It's free to subscribe. I see someone saying no. There's there's a crew member. Who <laughs> no. no. Hey, I wrote those sketches. I thought they were okay. Uh, but go ahead, hit the subscribe. It's free. It don't cost nothing. Uh, maybe even hit the like button and the bell. Do you guys know what the bell does on? I don't, but YouTube? hit it. It reminds it. you of um, new shows. Oh. You subscribe. Well, I, I really, really was hoping you had something funny, <laughs> but that was like legit what it does do. I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. We're going to have a lot of fun here. Jess, I'm, I'm going to guarantee you within this show, because of, the, of how good you are at these and the tactics, you're going to get me back. I know it. I just know it. You'll get yep, me back. I you will. will. Um, so as I say that, let's get into There was a lot of action around the world of the highest caliber, a lot of Champions League action around the world. So let's get it right into hashtag what's trending. <laughs> See, she likes it. You hate it. I love I it. I liked it. Okay. Not everyone likes my my karate chop. It is what it is. Uh, I'm gonna start us off though, and like I said, we are gonna do Champions League. We'll start off with the UEFA Champions League in Europe, and we'll start off with what I think a lot of people thought was one of the greatest games they'd ever seen, I would say. You're probably very young. Uh, but uh, this was a pretty good game. Manchester City four, Real Madrid three. On a scale of one to 10, the greatest game you've ever seen, or eh, one. Where was that game for you guys? Oh, wow, I would have to say, Probably about a nine, nine and a half for me. Okay, now why? Yeah. No, I it was it was a very, very exciting game um, for me, and I mean lots of goals. I think it was the most goals ever scored in semifinal. Okay, it's a good start. League, I think I think so. But Kevin De Bruyne, this starts off right bat, scores a goal, opens it up for Man City. Um, you know them getting four four goals. Uh, Real Madrid, Benzema getting two PKs. He had missed two PKs. PKs prior to that goes right down the middle and it was just it was an exciting game the only thing for me defensively was a little shaky yeah you are especially a defender on the How real madrid were side. you cringy a little bit You're i was defender. cringing especially in the real madrid side i don't know what this was that they was half-assed can i say that half-assed defending just did. It, was, yes, <laughs> it was lazy i don't think they were they just didn't have all the defensive tendencies correct you know playing goal side the right way i just they just didn't seem to want it defensively, and I'm just like, get the ball out of there. But yeah, that's my take. You had a highly technical side in Manchester yeah. City and a team that just vibes, vibes, baby. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so how how did you see it play out? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it, it. You summarized it very, very well. You have Manchester City, one of the best technical teams in the world, versus a team with vast experience at winning these types of competitions. Do they have some uh, dodgy defenders? Probably. I don't think Militao had a great game. Carvajal didn't have a very good game. But they have players like Benzema and Modric that can get the job done. And I do think that when I watched this 
this tie and I'm like, okay, so 4-3, where does that leave Man City? They were weirdly open, like they usually aren't. But you have to add context. Mm -hmm. They didn't have um, Kyle Walker. They had to play John Stones. Fernandinho was getting burned by Vinny um, Vinicius. So it's one of those where you have to add that little bit of context. But for them to still be that open and to leave this tie the way that they, they are going to the Bernabeu, we saw what um, Real Madrid did to Chelsea. They scored three goals at the Bernabeu and still didn't go through. Again, Benzema, Modric, they have eight Champions League medals together combined. That's that's a lot of experience and Casemiro will be back. I don't know, I think Pep may have let this one slip away just a little bit. And Manchester City have got to win the Champions League this, this time around. Pep's never won it with Man City and the pressure is on. I, I have to say that I think that Real Madrid might go through because of the experience factor. We've seen it before, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, I mean, because Real Madrid is a team uh, mostly of individuals and Carlo Ancelotti is a coach of coaching individuals and not necessarily a particular style, we have a hard time analyzing them, right? We yeah. just say like, Benzema, he's great. Modric, he's great. Yeah. And they do great individual things. So the one thing that everyone consistently said in every single round with Real Madrid against PSG, against Chelsea, don't leave them in here. And I think that Pep walks away from this going, yeah. they're still in it, guys. Like we had them against the ropes and they are still in it. So. What does Pep have to now? He's going to the Bernabeu. He knows that he's playing against individual players where he... How do you game plan for individuals? I mean, I guess you just have to play like a team, but equally, I just feel if they can get at least one of their fullbacks on the right-hand side there in that gap, that will solve a lot of their issues. I think a lot of those problems came off of that right-hand side with Vinny um, Jr. just running down um, against Stones and Fernandinho. But they just have to go back to basics and just believe in the system that they have. It's a they're really well trained, but I don't know the individual, you know, brilliance of Benzema and Modric just may be too much. I mean, and then you have the nerves that set in, the anxiety that sets in. Like we have to do it. So we'll see what happens. But I think this one could really go either way. Now, let's talk about a tie that was different, a game that was not the most exciting game that we've ever seen. It was more what we expect, and that. Liverpool 2, Villarreal nil in the Champions League. First um, leg of this tie. Okay, I want to word this correctly. <laughs> Is, did Villarreal do well to only give up two goals? Did that keep them in or is it too far gone? I mean, 2 nil is not a big score line. Yeah, I think that they still could have a chance. I mean, they're going to be playing at home next game and you know, 2-0, I mean, I, I think that's very easy for them to be able to come back, but they didn't get any shots on goal. That's the only thing. So you got to have shots on goal to score goals. But Villarreal, I think they were just kind of figuring things out against a strong Liverpool side. I mean, they kind of switched things a little bit, like 15 minutes in, playing more out of the back, and then that, that high press from Liverpool. And it just wasn't working out for them. So Liverpool just kind of picked their chances, and then the second half they, they came, and they got that, that goal on the board, and they got two goals. and. And Mane had a great game. But I, you're you're I, a defender. Didn't you love the defensive tactics of Villarreal? I mean, look. I do. Let, yeah, I, I want to ask you about this. So you're a defender, and look, we we were just talking about that Real Madrid-Man City game. We were talking about bullfighting. We're basically yeah. like, ole, like just letting yeah. guys go by. I mean, Villarreal, you're right. They didn't get any shots on target. Uh, however, to only give up two goals to Liverpool, one of them an old goal, and I would say a bit lucky. Yes. What do we make of their defensive prowess? I, 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 I told you before this, this was this was my dark horse team. I wanted them to go up through to the final. And so just to see the heart and the passion they put, they, they are out there fighting 
you know? And so for, for me as a defensive mind, like, I, I liked it. I liked I saw liked what I saw. Um, they were giving up a little bit of passes when they were trying to play out of the back there, but that's to be expected with a high press that happens. But hey, they were they were fighting and they're not gonna give up and they're going into this next game where they could have possibly a chance. So we'll see what happens. Well Jess, you know you understand Unai Emery very well and the one point I wanna make is he does this and he is able to put a scheme together to keep his team compact and even when there's extra runners and team teams really commit players forward, he can get his forwards to shift into wide rolls and do things like that. However, when you do that, the flip side is you want to get some kind of reward for it and it's through transition. Can he win a game without transition? Because Liverpool, I think defensive transition is one of the best in the world. Yeah, I mean, just going, kind of going back to what you guys were saying, you call it defensive solidity, I call it parking the bus. That's yeah. pretty much what hey, they Jose, did. Hey, Jose, calm it down. Uh, they they parked the bus and when the own goal from Estupinian, it's it's one of those where I think it just deflated them and it was like five yeah. minutes of like, we, we worked so hard, we, we stayed in our positions and we made sure that we, I mean, going into the half, Unai Emery had to have been so ecstatic. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we got in there nil-nil, but then you give up the own goal, it deflates you, and then Liverpool, they smell blood and then they get the second goal and it's kind of done from there. With the, the transitions, it's, if you don't have players that Liverpool are afraid of, they don't respect you. Virgil van Dijk and Kanate were, they weren't even at the halfway line. They were pushing up into the box to create pressure. They were not afraid of what Danjuma could do. Um, um, I forget what their, the, the other winger that they have, what's his name? Moreno wasn't great either. Yeah, like their players. It was they, jittery. Yeah, it, it just, I guess, cause you know, you're only gonna get like one chance. Yeah. It's one of those where it's like, okay, well I get it. I just snatch at it or I make the wrong pass. So I don't think Liverpool really looked troubled at all and that's why even though it's a 2-0 scoreline I think if you had said it was 5-0 you would have felt like okay that makes sense I don't think being 2-0 down is like close when you can't even create one single shot on goal and you're playing against Virgil van Dijk somebody who just stands in the same vicinity as an attacker and you they just turn the other direction I think it's the ties done well I guess we'll see in the second legs but let's go on we to talk about the women, Jess, again. I am so excited. Barcelona, Wolfsburg. Barcelona 5, Wolfsburg 1. We got a little video of, from a fan of inside the stadium of Camp Nou. Over 91,000 fans were there to celebrate this win. And see lots of golazos. Yeah, Imagine if that was supposed to be at a smaller venue. I still think 91,000 would have shown up. Yeah. Because yeah. they're rabid about this game. Um, that's incredible. I mean, that's just so cool to look at. And Camp Nou is obviously, we all know the history there. It's beautiful. I mean, and they put on a show. I mean, five, well, six goals, but five goals for Barcelona. I mean, this team is phenomenal. They are so fun to watch. They have so many incredible players. So what was your take? Well, I want to jump in here and ask you ladies, because you're the experts here. Um, I watched this game. And I respect Wolfsburg because they are a team that has done well in this competition. Uh, other than uh, the Leones, uh, they are actually one of the teams that have won this competition the most. But what were they thinking going against this Barcelona team with this firepower at the Camp Nou and just playing such a high line? Uh, well, I can't, I can't say that I fault them too much because we've seen teams that sit in against Barcelona and still get picked apart. They have the power and pace in behind with like Liga Martins and um, Caroline um, Graham Hansen as well. Like they have very quick players, Oshawala as well. 
So they can either pick the lock or they can just beat you with pace. And that's the type of team that they've, they've built. They built an all around team that really has very little flaws. You think that there's, there's one there, but there really isn't. And so I think Wolfsburg just did what they thought was best. And it may seem naive, but even if they had sat in, it's, they still would have picked the lock on them. Maybe they could have kept it closer. Yeah. Maybe it would have been a one nil, two nil or something. But I just think when you look at the team like that Barcelona have, has with Alexia Patelis, Hermoso, you know, Hermoso, like you just, what are you gonna do? I just don't see anybody really getting close yeah. to them. And so Wolfsburg did as good as they can. Like you said, they have European pedigree. They've won the Champions League twice, but that's just how good this Barcelona team is. And I'm really comfortable saying that they are the best women's team I've ever seen play, better than even peak Lyon teams. Yeah, and the fans are enjoying it more than the men's side, so that's a plus. Well, <laughs> one fan is enjoying my kit. Gus in the chat says he loves my kit. And you, both of you might think, oh, Vince, Juventus has been knocked out of both the women's and the men's Champions like League. It. However, Juventus Stadium will host the mm -hmm. Women's Champions League final. That's why I wore this today. So ah, there was a method yes. to the madness. Uh, but, but let's go from one side where I think we feel like, no, again, no offense to Wolfsburg, but it seems like it's done and dusted. Yeah. Let's go to the side that was much more competitive, and it's two teams from France. It's Lyon, who uh, definitely is the most decorated team in this competition. They find a way 3-2 to two with PSG. It's, it's weird to see talk about PSG as like the plucky upstarts trying to overthrow Lyon, but uh, thoughts on this game? It's, you know, Lyon got goals from where they expect goals from their captain, Wendy Renard uh, and Macario. Uh, but PSG, warning shot, first six yeah. minutes said, hey, you better take us seriously. So what do we think about the three to two in this game? Well, I think it's always such a, a great matchup between the two of them. I have my, my Canadian sisters on both sides, and so I always love watching them go head to head. And, you know, Lyon always usually has the upper hand, but PSG is always fighting. I mean, it's only three to two. Um, so in the second leg, it could be a different story. And... I mean, PSG gets on the board first because they're high pressing and this breaks down Lyon's defense and they kind of caught him off guard. And then Macario answers. I mean, let's just talk about her for a second here. I mean, she is just a phenomenal player. I had the opportunity to actually play with her against Liverpool one time. We had this just friendly game and I was just in awe of this player. And is that so, why you're retired now? No. Yeah, no I, but now just to see how much she's grown and now the addition of Lindsay Horan in the middle, um, it's just a fun squad to watch and just to see her kind of come out of her shell and blossom a little bit. Um, it's been, it's quite entertaining. Yeah, I definitely, like you, love this matchup. It's one that's become a lot closer in recent years and you look at Lyon, they're five points clear of PSG in their league, but PSG won the league last year, so that just speaks to how close this matchup is. But I think the difference between Lyon and PSG now is the recruitment that Lyon did in the last 12 months. They brought in players like Endler, who actually used to play on PSG. That's their old, mm -hmm. old um, keeper, Haran. Um, they've also brought in Carpenter, who's Australian, I think, defender as well. But the key to that was really Macario with 20 goals and uh, six assists in her second season at Lyon. And she's really the difference. And with Ada Hegenberg coming back from her injury, this looks like a team that's getting back to their full strength. But PSG have really good players as well. Diani, Katoto, Baltimore, they have their own firepower. And like you said, they're a plucky upstart. They're a young team that's looking to overthrow Lyon. So I wouldn't really count them out just because Lyon is such a great team. And this is a, 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 a tie that I would like to see go all the way to penalties. Like it's such a good matchup and the difference in the two styles and the difference in the where these two teams are, I just think it adds to a great story for this Champions League. Yeah, and they're playing at PSG next week, so. They'll, yeah, they'll be weekend. back. They'll be 
playing at PSG, but who, so then if we say that Barcelona right now is the most electric side in the women's game, actually probably in both games, mm -hmm. men's and women's mm -hmm. game, let's just be honest here. Yeah. If they're the most electric side, what, which team, Leon, PSG, has the, has the best chance to make this a, a competitive final? I think it's I think it's hard. I think they're they're both very very strong sides. Um, I would like to see Wendy Renard and Kadisha Buchanan, my, my two center backs, go up against Hermoso and you know Telus and all those all those girls. I think it'd be it's going to be a great matchup regardless whoever goes through. Um, I'll support either side, but um, I think that uh, Lyon is is going to go through and it's going to be a good game against Barcelona. Yeah, I would see maybe the closest team to Barcelona at this point is probably Lyon with the types of players that they have. I mean, they have world-class players in their ranks and they've been there and done that. They've won the Champions League before in their own right, but I still think there's a huge gap between the two teams. There's just something about Barcelona, those players coming up from La Masia, just like the men's team does, and then adding world-class talent. I just don't see anybody getting close, but a Lyon-Barcelona final is definitely something I'd be sitting on my couch with popcorn watching. So we'll see what happens in those legs. And there's only 40, like 41,000 at Juventus Stadium. So we already know they can get 91,000 for a <laughs> exactly. semifinal. They better have some extra seats on board there at Juventus and maybe some, some maybe, yeah, maybe some bars around there because there's going to probably be 90,000 that are going to try to be in that game. That would be excellent. So moving forward to Pumas versus Seattle in the CONCACAF Champions League. So we're going like into a completely different direction. We went from Women's <laughs> the Champions League to CONCACAF Champions League. So, um, but Pumas and Sounders went away with a 2-2 draw in that game. And the Sounders used two penalty kicks to come back and draw in Mexico City. Vince, was this, was the main character in this match the, the referee or do we have other things to talk about? We have other things to talk about, but he was. But I, ultimately, I think him and the the VAR staff did get it right. Uh, I didn't love all the calls, no. uh, but I think when you look back at it and when you see like the first penalty, I thought it was soft, but it wasn't too soft that you couldn't you couldn't turn it over. I think they did clear and obvious in the correct way there. Uh, really, I think the biggest storyline from this is Seattle's got to be breathing a sigh of relief because even though Nico Ladero scores two goals, he was not good in this game. Yeah. Jordan Morris was not good in this game. Uh, I would say that Raul Diaz, who had their best opportunity, yes, it's a great save, but he's not able to put that away. And normally he would put that away. So when a Pumas team, their best player is the best player on their team, Danino, two goals, and then Seattle looks and goes, none of our best players showed up today. Mm -hmm. Thank goodness we're getting out of there with a 2-2 draw. I think that's what it's got to be the big story. And now going to Seattle where away goals don't matter. I mean, two away goals would have been nice, but they don't matter. We're basically at 0-0, but they are going home to Seattle. Yeah, I mean, let's let's. It was it's kind of a sloppy game because obviously it was raining pretty hard. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of a back and forth game. Um, what did I want to ask your opinion? What do you guys think about the the PK situation with Stephen Fry when he stopped it and then VAR took it back? I don't love those, but it was correct. Yeah, yeah. At first, from the angle, I was like, no way, he was on the line. And then when we see VAR in the back, I was like, okay, I understand that. But just going off of you, I think. Seattle being in this final was was a better decision than NYCFC. I think they're they're definitely the side that can really compete the most with Pumas. Um, I would like to see Seattle th those type of players that we obviously said they outshot really capitalize on those shots. Um, so they really need to step up and they really need to come to play next next game. So they got to score some goals. So who's the favorite now? Pumas or, or the Sounders? Uh, I still think the Sounders are the favorite because uh, I do think, look, 
you know those games where like a team plays like well up to a yeah. certain point where like they're getting maybe into the final third and then just from there it seems like everything's falling apart. That's what Seattle felt like. Yeah. Um, because their counter press was actually on point. Yeah, um, I agree. So they were able to, to recycle a lot of opportunities, but then they fell into this like uh, maybe it was a fear because they're away from home. This kind of drought, this kind of idea of let's just cross the ball. Let's yeah. just get into the box and see what we can make happen. And Pumas were all too happy to say, hey, that's how we play. Yeah. So let's let's this is what we train every day in practice. That's fine with us. I, I just I would love to see a game more so where Seattle imposes their own style because I do think they have a style where they can they can actually be very compact and do a lot of things well in all aspects of the game. This game, other than counterpressing, I didn't see much from them. Yeah, I agree. Everything that you said, I'm going to echo all of that. But I would like to see my man, Rui Diaz. I love him as a player. I Rui love Diaz watching. is an incredible he's, forward. He's so incredible. fun to watch. So I want to see him get a goal this next leg. But um, I'm going to have to say Seattle. I want to see an MLS team win this. Well, ladies, we are going to have some fun. I'm ready. Uh, I love fun. I'm not sure if people know this. There's another sport called football in this country. Uh, and they have this big <laughs> thing called the draft. And it's very popular. People even go to homes and drink and watch it. They're watching literally people get picked by teams. They don't play each other. They just then go show up, wave. They hold up the jersey, put on a hat, and it's a big deal. So we're going to do our own draft. We're going to do a world football draft, the other football. Uh, and we're going to open it up to any player in the world. That means men's or women's game. So it's each of us are going to get three, three picks. Now, we did not sort out an order, so we've got to do a little competition here. I love competitions. Uh, Let's so go. So we're going to do a three-way Rochambeau. Okay. First one to lose is out, and then the top two will go best two out of three. Okay? okay. And we're going to do one, two, three, shoot, just so we're all on board here. Are we ready? Yes. Okay. One, two, three, shoot. Oh, I think that means that she just wins. Do we don't I even just have to win? go to the next round. She just knocked both of us out. Wait. So don't win. No, you no we go for second. So we'll just do best of one because there's no point in celebrating second here. <laughs> one, two, three, shoot. Participation trophy. Okay. First, second. I will go third. The way Ladies, I like it. Number one, baby. Uh, oh, I have so many players I want to draft. Pens. I don't know who I'm going to choose. Here are your whiteboards. This will be a snake draft, which means Lauren will pick first. Jess will pick second. I will pick third and then get to come back and have a pick. All right. Okay. And so we're going to write them down. You'll, you'll turn around one each, obviously. So, Lauren, you're up first. Okay. Who are you taking in the all-world draft, number one pick of 2022 to start a team from scratch? Okay. So, it's really important to start with the defense first. I'm going to go with a goalkeeper. I'm going to go with Christine Endler. I love her. She's one a of my- goalkeeper? Yes. I'm going to go with a goalkeeper. Ooh, you have to- Hot take. Yeah, it's okay. what it's all about. Go ahead, go ahead and write her in there as, as she writes in Endler in there. How do we feel I was about a goalkeeper pick, chosen first? I was going to pick Fry, but... Jess, would you have gone... For, wait, you were going to pick Fry as your first pick? I actually really like watching him play. I've liked watching him play for many years. I feel he's like... He's been doing really well. We're not, he we're is, we're no, not he's a very a good goalkeeper. Aside. We're, we're adding to an existing team and we're trying to get, like, you know... Well, I mean, you probably would pick a – okay, I'm a defensive-minded brain, okay? okay? And I think defense wins championships, so this is the way I start. You guys right. are probably going to choose forwards first. Possibly. Yeah, I don't know. No. Well, Jessica, I know you guys score goals. I, yeah. I get that, but we're going to stop all the goals, so got I'm not it, worried. Well, Jessica, where, where where's your mind at as you're writing your, in your board? Oh, I'm going I with guess. Big Ben's, man. Uh, Kareem Benzema is my number yeah. one. Show, show it, yeah, show it to the screen. You guys see Benz, Big Benz, Kareem oh, Benzema. Here. Look, I would have gone for him as well, too. I understand, but I still think it's – Smart to start with. Got to go for. I mean, he's a clutch player, so. Well, she gets to go for it. See, this is what you guys won, the Rochambeau. However, I get to do two picks here, so I could go. Oh, I can do two picks. both a forward and a uh, 
And I'm gonna just give him this because I think he would uh, prefer that I make sure that he gets okay. picked first. Uh, it's Kylian Mbappe. Nice. He will be my first. And okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one, a little bit different because you said we could do this. Don't take. Okay. Yes, yes, I'm taking her. You know what? I was gonna take her, but I, I came with the goalkeeper first. Wendy Renard, who has been incredible for both Lyon and France, uh, is a leader. Uh, look, in terms of what she does on the field, and we talked a little bit about like this with Virgil Van Dyke. She has this gravity where you like you get near her and you just want to stop playing. It's called the aura. Yes, yeah. it's the aura, as yeah. Jess says. Uh, so th that's where I'm going. So, wait, wait, next? So next, nope. no, no, you got to wait. Oh, that's what you get when you go first. You got to wait. She took my player. Oh, no. Captain. Putellas from Barcelona. Putellas, uh, Why do you love her? Ballon d'Or winner, best women's player in the world. Yes. Um, plays on the best team in the world. Yes. Is one of the best creative players in the world. How so, does she fit with Benz? Well, she's going to be our creative midfielder. She's going to be it. like number 10 kind of player. You, so. think, you feel like he comes short? You know, we, are they going to? They can bump into each other a little bit. I think literally what I need Kareem Benzema to do is just hit the ball in the back of the net. Got it. Because even though he comes deep sometimes, he also can just play like a complete nine. Okay. She's a playmaker, so yeah. she's going to be playing off of him. Mm -hmm. Those two together. Just FYI, my team is is already. Way okay. Better. Okay. Is it my turn now? Kevin De Bruyne, baby. <laughs> he. I love him. I, well, I'm obviously a City fan, but just everything about him. He just has a presence on the field. He finds himself. In those spaces, he takes shots, he scores goals, okay. he's strong, physical, he's good on and off the ball. He's the total package, in my opinion. Okay. So that is why I chose him. Your next so, pick has so to now, be somebody that Yeah, so now you get, now you get the, know, benef you get the you benefit of the snake. So yeah, you have, you're going from back to Wait, front. Wait, do I get to I like go this. again? Yes, you do. You okay. get to go again. So you, like I said, you're going back to front. You have a goalkeeper, you have an incredible midfielder. I think an all-around midfielder. Okay, he can okay. be a playmaker, but he can... He can get out you guys there. Guys are press. probably gonna not be impressed with this. If it's Stefan Fry, I'm gonna be so it's mad. Gonna be right a now. striker. <laughs> Who do we got here? Oh God. I, I okay. Know. All right. Come on, he he's a youngster and he's doing oh, things. Oh, you really like? Yeah. City. I know. Okay, I do. But there's a sky also, blue tinge to this boy. Yeah. I also think he's been a bright spot for this team. Okay. I mean, you know, coming off the bench or starting. He, I mean, he scored a goal his last game too. He's, he's scoring goals. He's he's finding himself in the correct channels. He's making runs. Um, he's he's just a hard worker, and I think he's young, and I, I need some youth on this team. And so I think that I think he's the next big thing. Okay. Fair enough. Hot take. It is a hot take. No, it's but not. <laughs> Bowden. What do you think about his hairstyles? Like little Caesar cut. <laughs> I mean, he makes him look young, but <laughs> yeah. What do you know about him? <laughs> I, I envy it quite often. That's what I know. <laughs> All right, Jess, what do you got? You've got you've got two attacking players as well. So, all right. So now I need to defend, and I have Virgil Van Dyke slash. Oh, did you get a did you get a fourth pick? You got to pick his aura too. Yeah, the aura. You okay. know, he was on my I now list have the aura too. on my team. So there you go. Explain. I I do like the way your team's put together. So explain just kind of the yeah, spine I mean, of your team here. I literally have like the best player on the planet right now and Kareem Benzema on my team. Yes. There's no way, I mean, there's no there's no way that this is a bad pick at all. Then I pick Alexia Spitellis, the one of the best creative midfielders in the world for Barcelona. She's just excellent. She's gonna work well in my midfield. She also works really hard. Virgil van Dijk, he's gonna give me the aura. Attackers are not coming towards me. De Bruyne, Foden, they're not coming towards my team at all. They're just stopping him. They're, they're, they're just stopping giving the ball. And he can also score goals as well on corner kicks. So I'm a, I have a very good team here. It's going to out muscle. 
Okay, so I have an attacker. I have an incredible defensive stopper. And now I have what I think is one of the most difficult positions to pick. Uh, what? Eduardo Camavinga. Interesting. He oh is goodness. very interesting to me because I think he is a what the modern six will become. Uh, he's a player that can play the six. He can play box to box as well, and he can score some goals. The one thing that he actually does need to bring to his game, which a lot of modern sixes do, is he's not a tempo setter with his passing. Yeah. Uh, I think he can do that because he's still very young. But in terms of dribbling, and uh, we know this here from being in Los Angeles, and Edward Atuesta, who re-envisioned the number six position in a way that we don't see very often. Because the six, it's one, two touches, ball yeah. off your feet. I think Kamavink can do that, but also, if you get close to this guy, he's going to spin you, he's going to run right by you, he's going to run by the next guy, you give him a head of speed, and he's going to make you pay. So, it's like, I like playing. So who do we think? I know, I probably should. Who do we think we have the best team? Center back. This is what happens. Still, you, this is where you can tell who's the defender in this group. You picked a goalkeeper. I'm, I'm very happy. I should, probably should have started with a center back. I agree with you. And I was going to pick Virgil. And, yep. and I had Renard on my list as well. So you know what? I think. Maybe I failed at this. Well, here's the deal. Your tactical error was this. You could have gotten a goalkeeper I know. there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought that maybe you guys would have had the same mindset as me and thought Just that defense how, wins games. How do we, well, we do think the defense is important. But how do we feel about goalkeepers? Yeah, I just feel like not people. Go, I mean, goalkeepers can definitely make a, a difference with your team. But if I have to choose, I would just choose a defender instead of a, a goalkeeper because they can't score you goals either, unless they're Allison. Yeah, it's true. You know, but I do like your team. It's still a good team. All right, ladies, hand me the boards. These, are, this was fun. Look at that. I think we can, uh, we can. There's always different ways to do drafts. Uh, soccer, or, or should I say, football around the world does. They make fun of MLS for having a draft, but they miss out. Uh, especially when it comes to expansion draft. They miss oh, yeah. out. Uh, so I'm going to move us right along, and we are going into stoppage time now. Stoppage time is our chance uh, to rant on something. Jessica, you are first with your stoppage time topic. What do you got? Yeah, so my stoppage time topic is kind of about Real Madrid and the Champions League, kind of what we were talking about earlier. When you're watching football, it's the most beautiful game, but you don't want it to be predictable. You want to watch a game and kind of feel like anything can happen. And Real Madrid has really been the trigger for that in this Champions League um, uh, tournament this time around. Against PSG, down and out, still go through. Against Chelsea, look like they're down and out in the second, in the second leg, go through. Now against Manchester City, giving us one of the most entertaining games in the Champions League this, this season. I just think when you have teams like this, it just makes it fun to watch football. But equally, just because I, I chose this stoppage time topic to want to talk about Real Madrid, but I have to kind of talk about Kareem Benzema. He's one of the most, I think, underappreciated um, elite goal scorers in the world. He's only getting plaudits now at 30 five years old, 34, 35 years old. He's the top Champions League goal scorer. He has 40 goals this season alone. And he's just somebody that needs to be recognized and he needs to win the Ballon d'Or. If anybody else gets it, it's a, it's a shambles. Like he literally is the only option. And so for me, watching Kareem Benzema in this um, Champions League, getting the hat trick against PSG, getting a hat trick against Chelsea, getting two goals against Manchester City, one of the best teams that we've ever seen really and then scoring a Penenka on the penalty spot after missing two penalties the week prior. I mean, this is insane um, elite goal scoring that we're getting to watch. We're so lucky to watch him play and this Real Madrid team with Modric, with Casemiro, with Courtois. So I'm just happy to watch Real Madrid and Benzema play these games because this is what the game is about. 
Messi and Ronaldo who, right? Yeah, Messi and Did you did you guys know that that's like the biggest thing that Thierry was talking about how goalkeepers should they didn't do our home their their homework like if you miss two PKs in a row or you miss a PK you're going down the center before I comment on that can we talk about how you just casually dropped Thierry Henry as if you're like no no like, no Thierry, I was just saying he's like my, my bud I was watching my bro Thierry Henry <laughs> no no, no it, it is true that uh they they've done studies on this and if you go down the middle your your chances are much higher yeah. however the cold-blooded nature of the way he went down. I was like, oh, I mean, dirty. What, what they say is if you go down the middle, but you blast it down yeah. the middle, and at a certain height, it's good. But he, he, just, he got the height right, and then he just, beautiful. He's uh, a thing of beauty. But Lauren, okay. you are up with your I am up. Time I am up. Okay, so my topic is... Good friend of Thierry Henry, Lauren <laughs> no, Var, VAR finally got it right. You know, it's there's a lot of disdain for VAR. I, you got to love it. You got to hate it. Um, going into this this Puma Seattle game, also in the Man City game, it was kind of a that handball, which I'm not even really sure that was the right call. But I'm saying VAR did get it right, and that's what the ref said. So, in the Pumas uh, Seattle game, um, ref VAR definitely got those right, giving them PKs, even though those goals aren't going to count for Seattle, unfortunately. But yeah. I usually say VAR gets it wrong because I hate it so much. Yeah. But in this instance, VAR got it right. Spot on this time. Okay. I, I again, I, I already said I think that I didn't love all the calls, but I, I yeah. can't pull. I can't. I really can't pull them apart. I think end of the day, I think that's those were the right calls. Yeah. And it's just the way they go. All right, I'm up. I'm talking about Bayern Munich. They've just won their tenth straight Bundesliga title, and I'm seeing a lot of people on social media say this sucks. Germany sucks. There's nothing good about the Bundesliga. <laughs> Bayern just keeps winning. I'm one of those people. No, I think. Well, Jess is one of those people. Well, then, Jess, I'm speaking to you and to everyone else. <laughs> I think this is okay. Look, celebrate greatness one. Bayern has done it different ways. Sometimes they've done it with just stars, kind of the Real Madrid method. Lately, they've been doing it by buying young players within the Bundesliga almost exclusively. I would say they don't do it quite the way that Man City does, where they just buy from all over the place. Real Madrid does that as well. I think it's a model that the Bundesliga could emulate other teams like the Dortmunds, uh, like hopefully one day maybe like an Eintracht Frankfurt who's been playing very well right now. There is a lot of talent that goes undiscovered. Uh, Bayern just buys the guys that go to the very top, but I still think there's a layer of talent within this Bundesliga and within the German Federation that can make your team good enough and to be a team, but you have to have the courage, I believe, to hold these guys together long enough. That's the big problem. You get a couple guys together like a Kai Havertz or, or a Timo Werner, uh, and you give them one year, and the next thing you know, you're already looking for that paycheck. Yeah. Uh, so I, I would say Bundesliga teams, if you want to break the, mono the monopoly that Bayern has on the, that title, you're going to have to be brave, and you're going to have to find a way to engineer some kind of loyalty within your youngsters and say, stick with us for three years, we can make a real run, and you will be the team that has broken up this monopoly of Bayern, and you'll go down in history. Easily, easily done, right? <laughs> easily done. Nice enough. All right, you guys, that's it for our show today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, all of your 110 football shows are also podcasts, so you can actually listen to us as well if you don't want to see us, but I don't know why you wouldn't want to see us. So you can go to your Spotify, your Apple, and you'll find us there. So make sure you check us out there as well. And there's a lot more coming up this week. This is not the end of the week for us. On Sunday, we will be at the uh, LAFC game at the bank. We will be doing our pre and post game. That's the uh, 110 football tailgate and then post game. That's a late game. So uh, call, call out for work the next day. Uh, and then Monday, we'll be back uh, in the studio for LAFC 360, which is our LAFC, LAFC show, obviously, at 1 p.m. 
and then the expansion mansion covering all of MLS at 4 p.m. And that is a show that we need you guys. We need all of you guys to join us. We need your questions. We need your comments. It's always a lot of fun when that chat is humming. And that's it. We're out of here. All right. We're out of here. Of course, as we finish, no more planes. <laughs> so what, do you, what, do you, what can you do, all right? That was great. Thanks, Very guys. good to be here. Great having you guys. Soccer balls. We're going to go like, kick subscribe. some soccer balls around. Keep following along. Hi, guys. I'm not going to throw my stuff on the ground. <laughs>